0: Morning. The Old Testament reading for this morning is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 49 starting with verse 1. Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver he hid me away, and he said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my right is with the Lord, and my recompense with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, "'It is too light a thing that you should be my servant "'to raise up the tribes of Jacob "'and to bring back the preserved of Israel.'" (coughs) Excuse me. "'I will make you as a light for the nations "'that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth.'" Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves, because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: The epistle reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 1 through 9. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and our brother Sosthenes, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ. Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him and in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you await for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end. Guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. according to St. John, the first chapter. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him. and I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God." The next day again John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, "'Behold, the Lamb of God!' The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, "'What are you seeking?' And they said to him, "'Rabbi,' which means teacher, "'where are you staying?' He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. This is the Gospel of the Lord. grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. may be seated. Last week Jesus was revealed to be the Son of God and anointed to be God's Messiah by the Holy Spirit descending bodily out of heaven and descending on him and remaining on him as he's baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist. This week in our reading as John is baptizing there at the river he points Jesus out to two of his disciples. One of these disciples we know is named Andrew and well the other disciple is not named. We have to keep in mind this is in the Gospel of John and John does not name himself in the Gospel He calls himself sometimes the the disciple that Jesus loved or something like that. So we can, I think, assume that that second disciple was indeed the Apostle John. And John the Baptist points to Jesus and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the purpose for which John has come. John the Baptist. He's come to make a way for, he's come to prepare Israel for, to usher in the ministry of the Messiah. And as John points out this Messiah to those who are around him, to those within the earshot, two of his disciples, two of John's disciples, go and follow Jesus. And Jesus asks them a question. What? are you seeking? The crowds that were coming out to see John in the wilderness were certainly seeking something. By this time the the call to repentance that John was preaching was attracting quite a crowd of people from all over. John was the talk of the town. He had followers who hung on every word. And his message resonated with a good number of people. Was it just hundreds? Was it thousands that came out to hear him preach? Came out to confess their sins? John was accomplishing his mission. The people were ready, they were eager for the coming of this Messiah and in fact many were asking John if he were the one, if he were the Christ. And then during the height of his popularity John turns everyone away from himself by pointing out Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In essence he's saying there is the one that you should be following and listening to. John was sure about this because at at Jesus' baptism, John had witnessed the dove coming down out of heaven and, and we hear that God had revealed this to John. The Messiah will be, the Christ will be, the one on whom the Spirit descends and remains. And John bears witness to this. He says that Jesus was before him, even though John is the older of the two cousins he's before him because he was before him because he was and is eternal announcing Jesus to be the messiah well that was the whole purpose of John's ministry and now it's time for John to decrease and for Jesus to increase and so Andrew and the other disciple this other disciple leave John the Baptist to follow Jesus and it's not a lack of loyalty on their part. This is what John wanted to happen. Faithful Jews had been seeking the Messiah for many 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 years. They were looking for one who would bring freedom to their nation, freedom from the oppressing Romans. They were watching and waiting for the one who would restore Jerusalem to its greatness, to, who would return power to the Jews. They were waiting for the one who would heal sicknesses which were the signs of God's judgment they believed. They were seeking the Messiah but they did not know what kind of Messiah they should be looking for. And so it's a question, it's a good question that Jesus asks these two disciples but maybe all of us, what are you seeking? I think we'd say that all of humanity is seeking something. They just don't know what it is. And so since most people don't know what they're seeking really, they, they look for their best worst guess. And many times, often, I guess we'd say always in the secular world it is the wrong things. because with power I can have anything that I want. You think of some of the leaders today, Kim Jong-un or Putin. What about Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar? Power can get you anything. People might seek after wealth because money can buy anything. It can buy a lifestyle of ease. It can buy a private yacht. It can buy an island, it can buy Twitter, some will seek knowledge and maybe not even for knowledge sake but to impress people, to gain popularity, to gain fame, to gain money, to be put at the top. Others will seek popularity because if people like me then they will give me things that I like. They'll do things for me. Everybody wants to be the popular one. But without knowing it what most people are really seeking is the deliverance from sin and from the devastating effects that come along with it. They're seeking a sense of identity because sin confuses me, confuses my relationships with other people, confuses my relationship with God. I don't know where I fit into the big picture. My identity then, who I am, gets mixed up in the things of this world. It gets mixed up in power and wealth and knowledge and things like that. Mixed up in the things that the world says is important. People everywhere are looking for identity. The world is seeking a sense of security because the sin that infects us means that we're going to get sick. We're going to lose our vitality. We're going to get old. We might lose our nest egg. We might lose our income. We might lose our independence. We might lose the little power we have or the meager wealth we have set aside or the popularity that we've built up. We could even die. And so people everywhere are looking for security. They're looking for meaning, looking for purpose in this life. Since I'm going to die, what will come of anything that I do? Legend says that Alexander the Great, after conquering nearly all of the known world, on his deathbed, asked that his coffin let his arms dangle out so people could see his empty hands. That he came into the world with nothing and, great man though he was, he's leaving the world with nothing. Not corroborated, so I don't know that it really happened, but it's a well-known legend. People are taught that there is no God. That they are the result of random accidents. And so people are looking for meaning and purpose in their lives. What we're really seeking God provides in the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. God calls us to repent of our best worst guesses because they're really false gods. As powerful as Julius Caesar was, he was murdered even by his friends. Britain's youngest lottery winner, youngest millionaire at age 17, will tell you candidly how wealth ruined her life. King Solomon with all his wisdom and knowledge said that these things, wisdom and knowledge and wealth and everything else without God are meaningless and a chasing after the wind. And popularity has led untold numbers of people to despair and regret and unhappiness. Confessing all of these things to be false gods, confessing that when we seek these things we are sinning against the true and only God. Then we are open to hear John's cry in the wilderness, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And the Holy Spirit leads us to understand that what we really seek is the one who can take our sins away. And if we're clear on what we're seeking we'll see that these two disciples in our text are headed in the right direction. Jesus the Christ is the anointed one of God, the one who brings reconciliation to our relationships with each other and to our relationship with God. Through Christ's work, through his obedience, his death, his resurrection, he restores our identity as redeemed children of God. When the sin that separates us from God is forgiven, then we are restored, we are children of God. We belong to him, we belong to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ and through Christ's work of redemption we have security having reconciled us to himself by removing our sin from us we are secure we are lambs in the arms of the shepherd whether we live or die whatever else may come or go whatever in life might be uncertain our God holds us in his loving arms and nothing, he says, can snatch us away. And this restores then our meaning and our purpose. Since now death is not our end, our labors for the kingdom have lasting, well, everlasting value. And Like Andrew, we go and we tell others about the Lamb of God who takes away our sins. We tell others about the restoration that Jesus Christ has brought to us through his life and death and resurrection. Bringing others to know forgiveness and everlasting life, that's real purpose. That's value that lasts into eternity. That question comes to you this morning. What are you seeking? Is it deliverance? from the effects of sin? If it is, then there's another question that needs to be answered. It's a question that Jesus will have for his disciples later on in his ministry. Who do you say that I am? But of course this morning John has already answered that question for us hasn't he? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the one that we are seeking. He is the one who sets all things right. The one who does exactly what we need. He takes away the sin of the world. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.